He is the Lion of Judah. He is great and greatly to be praised. If you would, come on down to the front and bless the Lord with us. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the praise. Put your hands together. Come on, let me see you. That's it. Come on down. Put your hands together.
Well, happy Sunday. I hope you took the time to get your praise on and that your spirit is ready to receive the word of God. We did things a little different today, but glory to God. Glory to God, and we welcome you to Bible Deliverance Church. We are so glad that you chose to tune in today as we lift up Jesus, who is the Lion of Judah. Amen. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus. We say thank you, O God. Thank you, O God, for being the king of all kings, O God. For reigning, O God. For protecting, O God. For being a promise-keeping God. We thank you. We thank you, O God. Lord, we ask that you open up our hearts and our minds and shift our spirits to receive your word. To receive revelation, O God. We give you honor and we give you praise, O God. As we position ourselves to hear from your throne. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to go right into the word of God. Thank you. I got my praise on. I sure hope you all did. I certainly hope you did. I enjoyed that this morning. We're going to talk about the animalistic flavor of God, the true king of the jungle. In the Bible, there are only two animals that God uses to describe himself, and that is a lion and an eagle. See, lions are the baddest things that prowl the earth, and the eagle is the baddest thing that flies in the air. Which explains why God uses these two animals, these two things to describe himself. Because he is in absolute control of the heavens and the earth. Today's sermon is going to be part one of a two-part series. Again, which is entitled, The Animalistic Flavor of God. Part one, today, the true king of the jungle. The lion symbolizes majesty, courage, strength, protection, family, wisdom, and other admirable traits, while the eagle symbolizes loyalty, freedom, devotion, truth, honor, and divine faithfulness. We will explore the eagle in part two 
of this series. But today we're going to dive into the animalistic flavor of God, which shares characteristics with the lion. Did you know that lions don't actually live in the jungle? Their real habitat is the open savanna, a grassy plain in tropical and subtropical regions. It's open land which possesses few trees. Lions live in groups called prides. A group of lions is collectively called a pride because of their stately quality. The male lions of the pride come and go as it is the male's job to defend the pride's territory by marking the area, using their roar to threaten and warn intruders, as well as chase off animals that encroach on their turf. The males spend most of their time fighting and protecting, and also teaching and preparing the male cubs how to survive so that they can operate as kings when they eventually leave the pride. Now the lioness are the heart and the soul of the pride. With a more consistent presence in the pride as she is the primary caregiver of the cubs, especially the female cubs. The lioness are also the pride's primary hunters and leaders. Female lions are the core in the lion family just like in the human family. Think about it. That's why Satan in the Garden of Eden went straight to Eve. It's also why if you study history, the largest act of oppression in this country was slavery. If you study it, you will learn that to keep oppression alive and the rule of slavery profitable, just read The Making of a Slave and you will see that the master set out to control and put fear in the woman. But why the woman and not the man? Because it's the woman that is the core of all families, not because the man is by any means insignificant, but simply because the woman is the first teacher of every generation. And because what is put in the minds of babies, in the minds of our children, will have long-term effects on their life and the generation that comes after them. So why are lions considered the kings of the jungle even though they don't actually live in the jungle? Maybe this is why the lion is one of the animals God uses to refer to himself because like the lion, he is the true king of kings and he doesn't physically reside anywhere. Lions are the king of the jungle because of their raw power and strength. God is the king of the universe also because of his raw power and strength. God's reign goes beyond the animal kingdom because God's reign engulfs his divine nature, his omnipresence, his omnipotence, his omniscience. In Numbers 23 and 19, the scripture clarifies for us just in case we stray from knowing 
or recognizing or bowing to who God really is. The scripture reads, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Let's pause right there and recognize that the words of the scripture are essentially saying, let's settle some things right now. Then the passage goes on to ask the question, has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? What makes God such an undeniable king is not only that he is the creator of all things, not only that he knows all things and sees all things, but that he is a promise keeping God. In Hebrews 6 and 13, the Bible tells us for, for when God made a promise to Abraham, he looked around and since he had no one greater by whom he could swear on the promise that he made to Abraham, he swore on himself. Do you realize the power of one to be able to look around and see nothing greater than themselves and have to swear on themselves the only absolute truth? Another characteristic of lions which maintain their position as king of the jungle is they fear no other animals. See, real kings cannot operate and reign in their authority while fearful, which is why in Isaiah 41 and 10, God tells us his cubs, who he is raising up to operate in a spirit of dominion, he tells us, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You can best believe that cubs, when they walk with the male lion, the king of the jungle, they're not fearful. Now, like any king, lions have enemies. The lion's worst enemy is a hyena. And the reason being is because hyenas eat the same food as lions. Their appetites are the same as lions. So hyenas and lions are constantly fighting over the same prey. In the kingdom of God, God's worst enemy is Satan. For the same exact reason. God's appetite is for souls. And so is Satan's. Ironically, God, just like the lion, has only one other enemy. People. See, we like to blame all ungodliness on Satan. When the fact is there are some things that we do and some things that we say, Satan is looking at looking at us and saying, I had nothing to do with that. That is all you. See, we have a tendency to be drawn to what looks good, what feels good, what impresses, what draws attention to ourselves with no regard for how our actions, our reactions and our words align with the will and the mandate of God. We think somehow 
we can just play both sides of the fence. That We think we can walk in the middle of the road, maintain a lukewarm status in the kingdom of God, and still be pleasing in his sight. As children of God, we are in a covenant relationship with the Almighty. And that playing on both sides, walking in the middle of the road, and and that lukewarm status that we have become content in living in is a violation of our covenant with God. And any violation within a covenant relationship is adultery, plain and simple. Your violation in your relationship with God means that you're cheating on him. You're disrespecting him. You're choosing the side piece over God. See, we understand when we look at it from the perspective of a marriage. Because most, and I must say most, because you know we're living in a time where everything seems to go. But most would not be all right with their spouses playing two sides of the fence, sleeping over at another house with another person three days a week, and then coming home and sleeping at home with them the remaining four days of the week. Most wouldn't be okay with the concept of walking in the middle of the road, you know, with their spouse only claiming to be married when it deems beneficial to them. Nor would most be excited about a lukewarm marriage because we tend to want to keep the passion peaked. We want the romance to continue. We want communication to remain high. But when it comes to God, he may get two hours of our time on Sunday and possibly an hour and a half during the week for Bible study Not to mention the only one who knows we are a Christian are others who claim to also be Christian. We walk around lukewarm with no passion for the word of God. We don't romance him with praise. Our prayer life is minimal. Our communication with him is dim as we allow the voice of the world and the trends of the unsaved to speak louder to us than the voice of God. But God has a message for us in James 4 and 4 as it reads, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Now, getting back to the world of the lion, unfortunately, that beautiful fur that a lion has is very valuable on black markets. And because of this, the lion is in danger of poachers. And because of poachers, the lion has become an endangered species. Hmm. Ruler the king of the jungle, those that walk in kingship have become an endangered species because of poachers. Now in the kingdom of God, the poachers would be the hypocrites, 
the false teachers, the false prophets, the ones who show up to church just to be seen, the one who is the first to pray publicly, but have no personal prayer life with God. You see, God again, like the lion, deals with the truth of humans and their free will being the deterrent to the plans of both the reign of the lions and the kingdom of God. Also like God our King, lions seek to maintain order. In Jeremiah 50, 44, God gives us a peek at some lion-like call to order over Judah. As it reads, behold, like a lion, coming from the thicket of the Jordan against a perennial pasture. I will suddenly make them run away from her and I will point a point over her whomever I choose. Not only is God calling things into order in this verse, he is making it clear that he has the power to do and to elevate whomever he chooses. Every king maintains order by making laws and punishing those who don't abide. A lion maintains a balance by doing the only thing he has the power to do, which is kill. So a lion executes his authority over the rest of the animals by killing off some of the animals when they violate the boundaries and the laws of the jungle. Now, God holds no secret as to how he deals with those who violate his boundaries and laws. In Ephesians 5, 6 through 10, it reads, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Put forth your best efforts to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. You know, as I study for this message today, I watched a documentary on lions. And at the end of the documentary, a pride of lions was being attacked by a pack of hyenas. The hyenas were attacking the cubs, the lioness. And the lioness were doing their best to keep the hyenas away. But the hyenas kept coming back. Unfortunately, there was no male lion in sight, and there hadn't been in weeks. In the last segment of the documentary, there is a lion that's chasing a hyena but can't catch up. When out of nowhere, there appears a huge male lion, its muscles bulging with strength from anger. With each step, it gracefully charges past the lioness. And with one strike to the right hind leg of the hyena, the hyena crashes to the ground, tumbling and rolling from the sudden loss of footing. 
This is the act of a king, a king that was crossed the wrong way. The king, a creature in command. The lion of the tribe of Judah is a symbol found in our Bibles from Genesis to Revelation. In Genesis, Jacob blesses his son Judah, referring to him as his future tribe, as a lion's cub and a lion. In Revelation, this symbol is seen again when the lion of the tribe of Judah is declared to have triumphed and is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Jesus is the one who is worthy to open the scroll. Therefore, he was and is the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Genesis, as Jacob blesses his children and says that in the future, the scepter and the ruler's staff will not depart from Judah until he to whom it belongs shall come and the obedience of the nation nations shall be his. This messianic prophecy points forward to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the descendant of Judah who will rule the earth. Based on Jacob's blessing, the lion is a symbol of the tribe of Judah, which is known as the kingly tribe. Lions symbolize power and majesty. Lions are the king of the beast and the lion of the tribe of Judah is the king of everything. In the Old Testament, God is described as being like a lion. In Isaiah 31 and 4, it says, Just as a lion growls, a great lion over his prey, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it. It is not frightened by their shouts. So the Lord Almighty will come down to battle on Mount Zion and on its heights. Our Lord, our God is not afraid of his enemies. He, like the male lion in that documentary, will show up to protect those who are his, those who dwell in his pride. He will not allow them to be conquered. In the book of Hosea, God is angry at Israel because they became proud and forgot him. God says, I will be like a lion to them. Like a lion, I will devour them. You are destroyed, Israel, because you are against me, against your helper. The animalistic flavor of God as a lion teaches us that it is better to experience the help and the protection of the lion, of the king, than to deny his kingship and face his fierceness and his ability to devour all that comes against him. The word of God is true. The world in which we live is nothing less than a jungle. But Jesus, the Lion of Judah, still reigns King. 
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your creations, for in your magnificence, we can learn from all that you have created. Lord God, as your cubs, we thank you for the lioness characteristics of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for being the king of our lives and the king of the jungle in which we live. Lord, as your cubs, we embrace your fearlessness. We accept that as your cubs, we are destined, we are called and even expected to pick up the mantle of royalty that our Father, our King, has made provisions for us to carry as we walk in the dominion ordained. Lord, we call into alignment every male lion, every lioness in the kingdom of God to step into their calling, to exalt the character befitting the king of kings and the Lord of Lord, befitting the kingdom of God from which they reign. Let us raise, teach, and equip our cubs to not fall prey to the hyenas of this world, to not stray from the pride of your glory. Strengthen families, O oh God. Redirect mindsets, O oh God, as we submit to your authority. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. Lord, we say hallelujah to the true King of heaven and earth. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you for tuning in to Bible Deliverance Church today. We encourage you to learn more about our ministry. Please go on our website at www.bibledeliverance.org. If you are looking to join and partner with a ministry, we encourage you to do so. You can start that process online. We also welcome your questions, any biblical or religious questions that you have. You can go on our website or you can go directly to igotaq.com. Also, on our website, you can submit a prayer request. You can also, if God is leading you to sow into this ministry, you can also go to our website to give www.bibledeliverance.org. Again, we thank you for joining us today and we stand on the principle that grass may wither, flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Sing.
God reigns, y'all. Our God reigns. Sing along, you reign. Above every name. Come on, say with power and majesty. Power and majesty. Dominion authority. You reign. Sing it again with power. With power and majesty. Dominion authority. You reign. Come on, let's go right here. Oh, sing my God reign. Sing our God reign. Lord, you reign above every name. Yeah, my God reigns. 
giving me another chance. Somebody holler, you right. Now I don't sing tonight. I know y'all came to hear me sing, but God came to hear you sing. Open your mouth, say, 